Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. Did you know that you have been called to be a light in this dark world we are living in? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Today, I have a special guest, but before I introduce her, we're going to be talking about the raw versus the real. And y'all, this is going to probably be a very powerful conversation because this is take two. We recorded this once before and it didn't happen. And so this is a re-record of our conversation. And I'm just believing that she is just going to enlighten and enrich us on so many different things as to it relates to what she went through, um, that it's going to be powerful. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And so when you're thinking about the raw versus the real, we have to deal in truth. So now I'm just going to get right into it because we have been excited about re-recording this, but I'm going to introduce someone. She's like a sister to me. Uh, We go way back. We're from the same place back in Ohio. Um, And she has just truly been a blessing in my life. And I'm just very thankful for her. Um, Shayla, why don't you introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Robin, for that amazing introduction. And yes, blood couldn't make us any closer. Um, We are family for sure. Uh, My name is Shayla. Um, I go by the name Shayla Ray. I'm a life coach. I help women who were going through a divorce transition out of their divorce and thrive to their highest level. Um, I live in Atlanta. I'm a mother of a beautiful eight-year-old daughter. And, you know, I just, I'm a woman of God. I mean, that's that's the, the most important thing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, the word of God says that We are called to live in this world, but not be of this world. So can you speak to how you've had to deal with some things that were raw, the very hurt, how they expose some things you didn't want anyone to know versus what was really in front of you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Well, one of the missions for me being a life coach is because I've had some on-hand experience. Uh, I've been married. Um, uh, I actually got married when I was 28 years old, and I was going through a divorce by the time that I was 30. And I come from a two-parent home. Uh, My father is really well-known in the city that we're from and I've always seen marriage I've always seen it I I know I felt like I knew what it was but I realized until you're in it and you are with the person you don't know anything um and so to be honest I, I I because my father had this name and this legacy and so many people knew him I got pregnant not only that, I'm also raised in the church, you know, so there was a lot of shame that came from me potentially having a child out of wedlock. And that really forced me to get married prematurely instead of actually getting to know. Now, mind you, I knew 
my ex-husband for a long time. We went to college together, but I didn't know him. I didn't know him to the level of being married to him and got married for pretty much all the wrong reasons. Got married to please everybody else around me. And when I got into the marriage, you know what it felt like? It felt like it was never right. It felt like God was basically saying to me, it's all you, sis. You you sure you want to make this decision based off of the, the opinions of others? Okay, you got the ability to make your own choices, but I'm out of this. And I, I didn't feel his presence in my marriage at all. I, I, I really didn't. And I tried to do everything, all the textbooks things. Um, I contacted my pastor and, you know, signed up for marital counseling nothing was helping honestly behind the scenes it looked like to the world and you know my family when I actually told them that I was going to get a divorce they said that I deserved an Oscar because they had no idea of what I was going through and they had no idea the layers of trauma and I didn't even know it was trauma until after the fact when you know I got into my own personal therapy but we'll get back to that in a minute so I'm in this marriage um my ex-husband was I mean completely disconnected I mean he he had other women you know he wasn't raised with in the church like me he didn't have like those same type of values not a bad guy you know my, my daughter's father not a bad guy at all but we just had very different upbringings and these are things that are very important to dissect when you are dating and when you decide to make a decision about actually being married and there were so many things that I was discovering while I was married to him and we were completely I mean to be raw, raw as possible, like we were not intimate, <laughs> we were not engaging in anything. He had his women, like physically, emotionally, we were not on the same accord. And, it, and I felt it from the beginning, but I kept trying. I really kept trying. I wanted him to, you know, be the person that I was hoping that he would be. Um, and like I said, I just suffered in silence to the point that I started to change. I became very, very unlike myself. Robin, you've known me for a long time. You know my spirit. You know mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a happy-go-lucky, bubbly, energetic type of person. And when mm -hmm. I was going through this, despite me putting on the show because I was exerting so much energy to put on a show for other people, I literally was losing myself in everything it's like you're you're prote I'm protecting him I know what he's doing and I'm making him look good to everybody else to keep up again the facade to keep up the facade the only facade that I felt like I knew because I felt like I had to do that I had to be perfect in the eyes of others and that's nothing but the devil because we're not perfect um and so one day I found out that he cheated on me and girl, I, I, <laughs> I felt like this episode of Snap. I really, I don't remember what happened. All I know is 
and mind you, Robin, you know me. I've never been in a fight in my life. I've never fought, not even a woman. So I've never fought anybody. But I had so much in me and just so much built up stuff. And I really believe the whole snap thing is true now because I literally saw that he cheated on me and I punched him dead in his face, girl. (laughs) Dead in his face. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, and it was funny because my wedding ring, the diamond was like wiggling inside of it. So I had it Mm -hmm. at the shop. I didn't have any rings on. And his forehead just busted open and blood just started dripping down his face. And then I, I, girl, I just turned gangster. I was like, so what are we going to tell the authorities? Like, what happened to you? Did you fall or (laughs) what's up? Because I ain't going to jail. Like, I was like a whole nother person. I was like, I took him to the hospital, made sure the story was straight, everything. Wow. I'm like, this is not me. And it, 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 you know, afterwards, after the dust settled I realized I gotta get some help like this is not me I have to talk to somebody I can't keep this up on my own our human relationships are extremely important but at the same time you know if you're having problems and this was something I took seriously marriage if you're having a problem and you go to your family you might forgive that person and I didn't know what was going to happen but your family your friends they're going to be a little less eager to forgive yeah nobody's not nobody's not going to be um like you said willing to forgive um let alone forget (laughs) right they'll never forget you know you got a dad and a a brother right who loves me and so Exactly. So, you know, that creates a whole nother area um, of problems because what happens is, I mean, I grew up seeing, you know, domestic violence and stuff like that or whatever. Um, and watching my mom go through things like that. And I have to honestly tell you, I never understood why did you tell, you know, why would you tell the family or your friends about what has happened, but you stay yeah exactly and you don't know what you're gonna do you know exactly and sometimes you think you oh i'm done with it so for me it was like i need to be sure that once i tell them that i'm really ready to walk away at that point because it's gonna be the point of no return at that point right but i still needed to talk to somebody and at this particular time you know therapy had a stigma like in our community like this was like probably 2012 I mean it's come a long way over I'll say the last year or two but we still have a long way to go but back then it was a stigma around it our people didn't do they thought you was like nuthouse crazy if you went to see a therapist like what so I didn't tell nobody that I was getting therapy because I didn't I was still in ashamed and they still didn't know what was really going on so it was kind of like a secret another secret that I had and I went to a Christian counselor and she gave me the absolute worst advice she told me after I told her everything that had happened her advice was trust him wow trust him I'm like, wait, wait, what? I, I, but at the time, I'm in the fog. I'm in the fog. I had no idea what's right or wrong. And she's a licensed professional. I, I had nothing to base, you know, uh, not trust her. I just thought, okay, well, then that's what I need to do. And right. 
I had nobody to bounce her advice off of as well. I didn't. Thank God I wasn't in a worse situation with her giving that advice. But looking back in hindsight, I don't remember her having on a ring. And sometimes I think when people are not married and, you know, she was a little bit older, she probably didn't have children. She probably was like, keep your man, pretty much. You know, like, don't let him go. And that's not the advice that I needed. And so ended up moving to Atlanta with him. I didn't look at any of his stuff. I just kept the faith and he did more dirt and used that as a, you know, pretty much an incentive to do so. So I get to Atlanta and I didn't know he was cheating still. He was still telling me, no, I'm, I'm doing the right thing, blah, blah, blah. And then when we moved to Atlanta, all the dirt came out. See, and this is a really important factor too. You can change your environment, but you're not going to change your problem. You know, I thought no, us moving to Atlanta was going to be, oh, this is going to be a fresh start, new environment. We were moving from New York. You know, this is going to be our chance. Things are going to be different. And we brought all of those bags right on with us. Okay. <laughs> right in mm-hmm. front and center. So I, I was looking through his computer. I, I mean, I was just on his computer and I, I, I found, oh my goodness, I found receipts, videos. I mean, I found so much stuff and they were dated around the same time. And girl, all that therapy, I snapped again, punched him in the face again. Blitz <laughs> <laughs> was busted. I was like, oh my God, you know, they was calling me Floyd Shayweather. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never fought before That's in my what's life. Up. Right? I'm like, listen, I mean, I apparently I have some hands, but I didn't know. Well, he caught him. He caught him. He caught him. Okay, and then before I killed him, I'm playing. Um, before things got really bad, I was like, "This ain't me. I, 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 I have to step away." And even at that moment, my daughter was going on two years old, and I wasn't the best mother up until that space. Like my whole pregnancy, the beginning of her life. Like I found out the first time that he cheated was like seven days of her life. Like. You know, you got postpartum, you got, you know, uh-huh. your body's changing. You, this is the first time that you had a child, so your life has changed so much. I mean, emotionally, chemically, I was not the same person and I was in a daze, you know, and I knew that in order to be the best mother for my child, I had to surrender. I had to surrender to God. Like, God, mm-hmm. you you said it. You were not in this. And, and no matter how hard I tried, no matter what I did, I tried everything. Nothing was working because it was not God's will. It was mine. It, it was my choice. It was my decision. And it took me on a completely wrong path. And I felt every single bit of it. So I like to look at it as like, when we're going down and and just we can't get it right everything is wrong and you know we're trying so hard we have to realign and and really figure out how to get on the road to where God wants us to be and it was it was hard I mean going through a divorce and, and having to go back like I said we went to college together so all of our we had a lot of mutual friends it was a lot of gossip about what happened with us our marriage was short 
Um, People wanted to be messy and get in the mix and all of that. But I had to confront the thing that I made my idol pretty much, which is other people's opinions. I had to come back and confront that with we're over. This is it, you know, and the embarrassment that came with that. But it was worth it because from there, life got better. Like, you know, I had to rebuild. I had to rebuild from zero. I had to start completely over. I was in a new city. I used to resent the fact that I found out everything. But God wanted me in Atlanta. He wanted me in my apartment, isolated, just trying to figure it out. Because, Robin, you were living in Atlanta at that time. And you know, I was ghost. Like, I was just... Yeah, that was a little that was a little different, you know. Um, I didn't have a clue about the things that you were dealing with because, you know, I didn't really see you a whole lot. And you know, it's so interesting because what happens is is when you it's almost like fear paralyzed you. Yeah. Because you knew that if you you spoke about you know what was going on then people were going to judge you they were going to say things they were going to you know you was just going to encounter so many different things right and so you touched on something a while back when you said that you knew that this that this wasn't something that you were supposed to be in I found this um earlier today uh and I decided to write it down it said when you know you need to let the relationship go it feels like an emotional death Mm -hmm. and I thought to myself wow okay because how many times do we get into things that we know because like you I too wanted to be married well I wanted to be married and and I was married by time I was 28 but I was divorced by the time I was 30 my first marriage and I knew that he wasn't the person that I was supposed to marry I'm gonna go you one better the my pastor at that time wouldn't even do our counseling because he told me that's not your husband and Mm -hmm. a week before the wedding a week before we got got was getting ready to get married I started having chest pains Mm -hmm. Went to the emergency room. And the doctor said, Ms. Griggs, you know, we done ran all your tests. You, you, are you, are do you, are you under stress? What's going on? Because there's nothing, all your tests came back normal. You're fine, you know. And I'm looking at him like, no, I'm not, <laughs> you know. And he was like, you're fine. Your test results look good. And are you stressed? Well, yeah, I'm planning to win. He said, well, that's probably part of your problem. Well, on my, our way back to the house I told him I'm calling this wedding off Mm. he begged me not to do that because we had people coming from out of town people had already started sending gifts Mm -hmm. and we had spent all this money you know for the wedding and I didn't care anything about that Shayla Mm -hmm. I did not care anything about it but I allowed him to talk me into going through with it yeah and a lot of times we get hemmed up by the whole appearance of a thing. Yep. You know, that you get stuck like Chuck, you get, you as get I would stuck say. like Chuck. Trying to... You know what I'm saying? You you, you get yourself in a position Other people's that, opinions. That's in the Bible. Exactly. Like it's, exactly. It's biblical that we are not to put man's opinion before 
God and God was speaking to you. He was speaking to me. And I know that I had a lot to do. And this is what allowed me to give him some grace with feeling some of the pressure um, that came along. Mm -hmm. I didn't propose to myself. He did all of that. You know, I thought he would at least Mm -hmm. have some sense not to do it. I'm like, be stronger than me. If you don't marry me, then (laughs) he wouldn't even do that. I'm like, really? Uh, Yeah, but you know what, though? When you get caught up in that whole image thing right and because you you come from a very well-known family right and it's you know um and it's not really any different because our families know each other basically you know so my family is very well known too and you know you get caught up in that whole image thing and that whole perception of how you know people are going to perceive you at this point and a lot of times you know when you think you're doing the right thing it's really not you almost wind up costing yourself more in the end because I to be honest with you I almost lost everything I had in that first marriage yeah that's because he was foolish he was foolish Mm. and he was doing foolish things Mm. And this is a truth moment for me. My ex-husband used to go around robbing and stealing from people. Mm. And then he would bring the stuff that he took from somebody into the place where we lived at. So if the police had ever decided to raid our place, I could have lost my kids. I could have been in jail all behind him. And that was God's grace and mercy. Girl, let me just tell you, if it wasn't for the fact that I know that I had angels around me and that people were praying for me. I don't know what I would have done if that would have happened. And that's the beauty about All God. That's, that's, that's just the beauty of God and his grace and his mercy because, I mean, I've seen horror stories on TV where, you know, man cheated on you know, his wife and the woman came to the house, killed everybody. I mean, you don't know who they're engaging with or, Mm -hmm. you know, what they're doing in these streets. And he also made a lot of poor decisions too, financially that ended up falling on me. Eviction, things that I didn't know. He was like, he he was a successful guy. I mean, he he made good money, but it, it doesn't matter how much money you make if you're a poor, you have poor money management. And, and right. that is where he suffered. And it all, when you're, when you're one, you take on everything of that person. You take on exactly. everything. And even their consequences become your consequences, which is deep. Girl. That's deep. Girl. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's crazy because a lot of times, you know, what I'm finding out now is, is that you know, um, it's you definitely need to know who you getting into a covenant with before you get into that covenant yeah. with them. Because if not, you know, because when you enter in that covenant, you're saying that, hey, your flaws, your issues, and anything mm-hmm. that is surrounded and has to do with you, I'm embracing that. I'm gonna take that on too. Your and family, whatever comes along, your whatever, family, exactly. Whatever baggage you your got, your friends, exactly. Everything. You know what I'm saying? Everything. And so it just kind of leads me to this: How many times do we create things in our minds that are untrue, 
is this just a way for us to not want to explore the raw so we can't deal with the real how do you perceive truth i mean how many have you created was there some kind of thing in your thought process that you created that you know hey um this might not be the best move, but you know, if he can, if he gonna do it, then okay, we 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 gonna go through this. But how did you, you know, did you create something in your thought process that didn't really kind of line up with the fact that you know, hey, is it some other underlying things that you really didn't want to deal with, like what you were saying, the whole shame, the whole um, perception, you know, the judgment from the church. And I think, it, I so, think it was, I think it was mostly like some of it was shame for sure. But I think one thing that we really need to, to touch on and, and be completely raw and real about is the fact that at our generations before us, they only did what mm-hmm. they knew how to do. And I feel like a lot of times they weren't communicating with us about the the bad things that they experienced or what marriage really is because they're trying to create this life for us. They're trying to let us know that all is all is well. So we we kind of navigate life with a, a misconception about what marriage truly is and the struggle and you know just everything about it and I think we have to be the ones to to break the generational curse and with our children we have to start being a lot more raw and real now in due time I'm not going to talk to my eight-year-old <laughs> about certain right. things right now right. but when it's appropriate <laughs> and when it's, it's relevant to having those conversations because after I was going through my divorce you know, I, my grandmother was like, your grandfather cheated on me and this happened to me. And I was like, <laughs> all these stories that I had no idea that had happened. And I wouldn't even have looked bad on my grandfathers if I would have known. Um, because I know they're trying to protect them and protect their image and things like that. But I would have had some type of knowledge I would have had some type of understanding versus walking into it blindly so yeah we kind of create what we think in our head and what do we think we think it's a fairy tale that's what we're taught from a child we're thinking that we're gonna find someone that's gonna be happily ever after there's so many misconceptions and that's why it's a mission for me with my company to really educate people on the truth about marriage and educate people on what the real is so that they can go in with all of the information and then that way they're able to create something successful they're able to pick an appropriate partner and build something that lasts because I truly believe that the devil loves to destroy families if he can if he can destroy family he's going to be throwing things at the family because he can harm several people with one stone you know and he can even harm multiple generations because a lot of the things I, I just believe generational curses are real and a lot of things are just continuously passed down because we only teach the next generation what we know so the enemy is a prowling he, he's just attacking these families and I just believe like the black family, the family in general is just something that we need to preserve, that we need to build because 
it, it is something that's so vital to to our world it is exactly but you know what's interesting was because grandmama and them grew up with that concept whatever happens in here it stays generational it don't go no further it don't go no further than that i have so i have two grandmothers one of them just turned 95 yesterday and then right crazy right and then my dad's mother is she just turned 90 in september so i have two grandmothers and i'm blessed to have in their 90s And we decided to have a conversation with them and just ask them about slavery because their parents and their grandparents were slaves. And they said they didn't talk about it at all. They they had no they had no understanding of what happened. And that's and and that is Mm -hmm. crazy because now you have generations that are coming up behind them, you know not understanding why they don't have successful relationships or why they have um, different things going on in their lives personally because, you know, grandmama and them and mama and them before, you know, had they dealt with a lot of this stuff or whatever and they didn't really right, confront because how would you they, know? they so, I mean we, we have been put in a very strange position in this country obviously with our history in this country and they were simply doing the only thing that they knew how to do unfortunately which is you know keep it to yourself and, and survive pretty much but now that we have this knowledge we gotta we gotta break the generational curse and say no we need to have conversations real conversations with our kids we really need to educate them um so that they can thrive on a whole nother level because we know now we know this is what we need to do exactly so how do you perceive truth i think the truth is is the word you know like i think everything i think the bible is just whenever I'm like foggy or unclear about like what I need to do I love my devotional apps I love you know I can search words specific words if if I'm struggling in my faith if I'm struggling uh, with certain things my peace I can search these words and I can see it right there laid out in the bible of the truth and it's God's word now we're human we're we're just flesh and blood you know we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna sin but at the end of the day the truth is right there in black and white and my pastor I love that he said you know there's a verse I can't remember what it is but it talks about you got to keep hearing the word you got to you got to stay in it you know you got to feed your soul you got to keep because it's not that you don't know something you know it you've heard it but if you're not ingesting it like food like often you will stray away and you will be yeah that's i mean that's absolutely correct you know um god's word is truth and honestly you know um you're supposed to it should be a daily you should be in you should be in communication with him daily you know um getting what you need for the day you know and god is always talking a lot of times we just so busy moving like you can't hit yeah. a moving target 
right? But if you stand still long enough to just let him speak to your spirit about whatever it is that you have going on, you know, God will do just that. And so what I thought was even more interesting about your entire situation is, is that what happened, you know, is, is that we don't learn how to set boundaries, you know what I'm saying? And so when you're in a relationship, right, there should always be some things that are not going to be acceptable. Right. But when you're, okay, so with him, this was like, this is what really made it a disaster because he was a narcissist and he actually was like diagnosed with it as of recently, Um, which it it truly is like a mental illness (laughs) in a sense. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like a chronic people pleaser. I had, because of my past and because of my, my childhood, I had a really hard time with saying no. I had a really, and it's something I still struggle with boundaries putting things in place and just feeling confident in my no some people can just say no and it's easy for them for me it's always about Mm -hmm. pleasing other people so the narcissist and the people pleaser it's just a disaster because again I'm trying to please the situation and I'm feeding the dysfunction but you're absolutely right We, we have to get to a place now where we set boundaries and that takes us knowing ourselves too really understanding what we want and exactly. what we don't want. Exactly. There should be mm-hmm. some non-negotiables. Yep. Because if you don't have any non-negotiables, then like you said, and we said this earlier, you accept what comes along with them. So whatever they got in that suitcase and it starts to be unpacked, you've agreed to whatever was in that suitcase and you ain't know exactly. what was in that you've agreed to it. Because you right. didn't unpack it before you decided to just say, you know. And that's, hey, and yes, that's one of the I major am. things that I learned. I felt like, you know, I could talk about him all day. All the things that he did to me because a lot of it was terrible. <laughs> there were a lot of things. But it wasn't until I reflected inward and stopped focusing on what he did to me and asked myself, what did you do? You know, where did you go wrong? And it brought me so much healing to holding myself accountable for the, like you said, the things that I lacked, that I didn't unpack the bag. That's my fault. That's that's something that I should have done. And that's something that I learned through my lessons. Look, our lessons and our, some of the things that we have such pride and ego over are really just to teach us teach us so that we can go into our next situation with knowledge and do things differently and it's a beautiful thing it is it definitely is and you know I'm just so grateful and so thankful for you sharing you know this information with everybody I just really appreciate you taking the time you know to just entertain me (laughs) you know we talk for hours anyway to have this conversation exactly we we normally do outside of here um but you know it's so it has just truly been enlightening just to see you know how you've evolved how you have you're still growing you know and and god is still doing some amazing things in your life and and this is still you still have the best yet still ahead and so and it's interesting because you get to show your daughter at this point 
a healthy yep life versus something that's dysfunctional and you want to you put you want to put the label and that was one of my major motivators as well because I didn't want her to see that dysfunction you know there's so many people that say that they stay in marriages for the kids and I just think that that's so crazy and ridiculous it's wrong it's abusive (laughs) it's wrong exactly because you put your children through things because right you're being selfish exactly and that's the, I'm sorry, I would not recommend anyone stay in a situation that is not healthy for anyone involved because of Ridiculous. some children. At the end of the day, your kids, and I've learned this with my own children, they're more resilient they're very than very resilient are. and they're very observant. Like you think that you're... They bounce back. They, listen, they they get through yeah. stuff quicker yeah, than we they do. can bounce as, back. As, they will be fine. But they're also observing because a lot of times they we're thinking, you know, a lot of parents are thinking, oh, I'm tricking the kids or they think we're happy. You can't put on mm-hmm. a friend 24-7 a day. They're seeing the dysfunction no, and they're adopting it in their minds as if it's okay and it's not. Exactly. So I'm just grateful and thankful that we were able to have this conversation. I'm going to go ahead and tie it on in. But before I tie it in, this is what I would like to leave the people with. Sometimes we have to become the thing we do not want people to see in order to get to the real so that we can move forward. Nothing in this life is only for us, but it's for others. And so before I sign off, I just want to let everyone know that the podcast is available on these platforms. Anchor, of course, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Radio Public. And also, I'm going to do a shameless plug. I'm probably going to do two shameless plugs. Um, One is is that January 11th, 2021, the re-release of my first self-published book, will be out um it's the second edition i'm excited i took time and i really worked through it um during this pandemic and the product i'm very happy with the final the finished part of it i'm just i'm excited about it um this month for december only you can pre-order it for and then have an opportunity to be entered into a raffle where i'm going to give away a nice basket of all kind of goodies just from me. Um, and then also be on the lookout. My sister Angel has started a nonprofit organization for young young teens, more than a pretty face. And we are excited even about that project. And Shayla, can you tell them how to tune in to what you got going on before Absolutely. I close out? You can follow me on Instagram at I am Shayla Ray. You can find me on Facebook at Shayla Ray Coaching. Um, my website is being tweaked right now, but I know this is going to go on for a long time. So you can go to www.shaylaray.com. And I, I'm very accessible. I would love to hear from everybody. That sounds awesome. And also, I will probably be doing some lives throughout the course of this month for the book. 
and for the podcast. I'm even thinking about hosting a virtual sip and chat Zoom. Um, But I'll keep everyone abreast. If you follow me on social media, I have Instagram and Facebook. Um, Be on the lookout for that. But again, I'm your host, Robin, and I want to say thank you for tuning in. Be encouraged and know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.